1: ASA. Oh my gosh are going against the
0: wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. isn't anything that just is limited to
1: the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon.
0: Hi everyone and welcome to a very special podcast interview. This is a promotion for Contact in the Desert. As you will know I've been asked by Contact in the Desert to speak to any and all of the guests that I can and in the next couple of months I want to speak to as many of those wonderful speakers we can expect to hear from over the course of June. It's the 25th to the 28th of June for Contact in the Desert. I'll put all the information in the description. You can check out www.contactinthedesert.com as well for tickets and more information. My first, and I'm very excited to say it's a previous guest coming on to the first preview interview with me is Simeon Hines. Simeon, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hey Andy, thanks for having me here today. It's really, really good to speak to you again. Um,
0: it was now, It seems like a lifetime ago that we were last talking, um, back in the, the summer of 2020, and yeah. a whole lot has changed and a whole lot hasn't changed in the world since then. But you are here, Sim, to discuss yeah. your appearance at Contact in the Desert. Sim, just for the listeners, some of them may not have heard about you or your work. Can you just give a quick introduction as to who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. Well, I had a kind of typical background in academia. I got a PhD in sociology back in the nineties. And then a couple of years, you know, after, uh, getting my degree and doing some teaching at a university, I, uh, came across the idea of remote viewing and I was initially very skeptical, but I thought I would just give it a shot and just see maybe there was something new to learn in the world. And I was really surprised that it was actually worked much better than i expected it to that people in the class got results in a few days and it led into my contact so to speak with a lot of other interesting topics uh from the type of people you meet that come to remote viewing classes and the types of subjects that it's related to and it kind of led me onto this journey into a whole range of related topics including ufos
0: how many expos like this have you done in the past
1: I think this is really the first, actually, come to think of it. I was just uh, thinking about that yesterday, and I don't think I've ever done anything quite like this before. Andy, I've been fortunate to go to many live conferences starting in the late 90s, meeting some of the greats in ufology, having chance to talk to them. And that's a nice thing about conferences. I think the, the, the plus of doing it this way is you can reach a lot of other people that might not have the means to come to a conference like contact in the desert, people who live in other countries and things like that. So there's, you know, pros and cons either way.
0: Absolutely. And that's something I've, I want to still do myself down the line is get across to the States, Canada, you know, South America and go to one of these big expos, big conferences, get to meet people, not just listeners of the podcast, but guests and get to just mingle and hear all those different voices oh, yeah. and accents and cultures and just experience it. It's not possible really yet the way things are in 2021. No. But the virtual expo is a way of still getting contact in the desert, a huge, huge name in ufology and all those other topics we we, we touched on to get out there and get people involved. And like you say, from all around the world, people can join in. So it's a big one. It's a virtual expo. It's over 60 people attending. For yourself, Simeon, you've got a lecture and a workshop. Is that correct?
1: Right. I've got a lecture on looking at scientific ideas, behind the notion of parallel realities and multiverses uh, coming out of different interpretations of quantum mechanics. And uh, that's going to be really fun. We're going to look at the idea of UFOs not necessarily all being extraterrestrial visitors, though that could be the case for some of them, but some of them could be coming from, you know, spaces and times a lot closer to our own, just from parallel reality. So we're going to look at that idea. And I also have a workshop on remote viewing where I'm going to just give a brief background to how it works and show some examples. And then we'll do some actual live sessions right there in the workshop for people to try out themselves.
0: Awesome. And I remember back from our interview in the summer, we talked about resonance viewing yes. and remote viewing. Um, right. So I want to just explain the difference in case anyone sees resonance viewing and isn't quite sure what that was.
1: Well, I call it resonant viewing because when you look at how, quote unquote, remote viewing really works, you're getting the information wherever you are at your desk, wherever you're sitting down to do your session, whether it's written or whether you're just closing your eyes and seeing what comes into your mind's eye, you're getting the information here. So to me, it seems more like a type. It's, it's more like an analogy to a radio tuner. You're tuning into another signal. And in that sense, the signal isn't really remote, is it? It's, it's something you're picking up in your body and in your mind. I think it is most likely that the reason remote viewing works is it's you're tuning with resonance, just like quantum mechanics talks about, you know, going back to Max Planck and and the whole basic fundamentals of quantum mechanics, that everything has a resonance and a frequency. You know, when we talk about resonance and frequency, Andy, we're not talking about new age ideas. These ideas that people have been talking about these for hundreds of hundreds of years, going back to classical physics, you know, and uh, Faraday and people that were looking at electromagnetic waves. And then the quantum physicists came along and we're looking at it from a quantum point of view uh, from a subatomic point of view, but it's really the same principles, just different ways to describe them. Those ideas have been around for a long time, and uh, I think that they show us that there are certain fundamentals in nature and science that we can always look at to explain the phenomena we see around us.
0: Awesome. And uh, Like I say, we have talked about those sorts of topics and a whole load more, including crop circles. If oh, yeah. you go back into the archives of the podcast, and search for Sim's interview. It was a really good one. And remote viewing, is something I've not talked about enough on the podcast. The parallel reality stuff is something more and more that we have discussed recently. Especially with Lou Elizondo when he came on, he talked about potentially some of these objects or craft existing at certain points in time, and that's when they can interact with us. So I'll, I'll be really fascinated to hear you talk about that, Sim, because that's something more and more that's getting ufologists and ufology excited the idea that not all of these craft or beings might be ET and they could very well be from almost here, but a different kind of here. Is that what the sort of thing you're going to be getting at?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be looking at this real riddle of why UFO shapes uh, and characteristics change over the decades, you know, uh, starting uh, from the airship sightings of the 1890s, in the u.s that were seen all over the united states you know metallic craft flying at high speeds before the wright brothers had even been flying and i'm trying at this in this lecture i'm trying to get at this real mystery of why the appearance and whole char- the characteristics of these objects and their occupants change from decade to decade uh some people have answered that question by saying, well, it's the ETs changing their appearance to kind of uh, mimic our own culture just to appear to be maybe 10 or 20 years ahead of us technologically, right? But I think there's another way to look at it is from a point of view of resonance, just what you were asking about a few minutes ago, it's, it's possible that we're picking up other frequencies of other realities that it would make sense that these Frequencies that we would be picking up would change as we change over the centuries, right? We were very different people back in the 1890s, different technologies, different ideas. If these are parallel realities, you would expect that the types of parallel realities that societies would be picking up would change from decade to decade as we change, right? And so rather than it being the ETs just trying to, you know, blend in and so forth. So they don't seem too different. So they pretend to be airships back in the 1890s. And then in the 1980s, they show up as triangular craft. I'm going to suggest in this lecture and show the theory behind it and some current experiments going on that this could be, could have something to do with us also, not just these visitors.
0: That'll be an exciting one for me to to hear and listen to. I could talk about that all night, but that is definitely for a show down the line, some. Is there anyone at Contact in the Desert that you're excited to see or hear from yourself?
1: Um, I always enjoyed these conferences. I have learned so much um, from the different lectures I've heard over the years. And it's changed from decade to decade. A lot of the UFO researcher, great folks that I always enjoy talking to have passed on and I'm sure there'll be new people, and I'm always looking forward to seeing new new presenters and uh, new ideas. And it's uh, it's always just as much fun to to go there and listen as it is to present. So,
0: yeah, that's something I was excited when I saw the photograph. People at Ryan Sprague. Deep Prasad there's a few younger right. names on there as well sure. and that's not to say there's anything wrong with that older school of ufology you know remote viewing or anything like that but it's nice to see a new generation coming in behind there as well so really excited to see some new names Sim like I said people can go back and find my interview with you in the archive that'll give them a nice taster for what they may experience with your lectures and workshops at Contact in the Desert do you want to just let know let the listeners know how they can find you online as well or follow your work?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter. You can just put in my name, Simeon Hine, into Twitter uh, and also on YouTube. I like to release videos here and there about my ideas about these topics and breakthroughs and things that are happening. And you can also find me uh, at my blog, which is NewCrystalMind.com, NewCrystalMind.com. And I guess I should say for people that are interested in just the RV side of things, you know, just the applied... uh, Mm -hmm skill you can just go to learnrv.org learn and i have uh, i have free classes there i like to give people access to this you know ability we have just by showing up on my page and giving them some instruction right there because everyone has this built in so if you want to just try out your skill with rv go to learnrv.org.
0: so many listeners get in touch with me or talked to me on, on twitter especially saying they want to try remote viewing And I would absolutely suggest Sim's websites, uh, get on there, have have a look at them, get in touch with Sim if you've got any questions, we are more than happy to answer them. Um, And I'll just let you know, you can see Sim and over 60 other speakers at Contact in the Desert's Virtual Expo, running from 25th of June to the 28th of June. Tickets are on sale now at www.contactinthedesert.com. Look out for further preview interviews like this coming very soon with Linda Moulton Howe. Deep Prasad, Ralph Blumenthal, Andrew Gallimore, Grant Cameron, and others as well. Sim, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you again.
1: Yeah, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Invest in your home. Dave Ramsey here for Low Country Contractors. Now's a great time to enhance your home with that new dream kitchen, bath, or addition. I trust Low Country Contractors. They've been voted best home improvement and remodeling contractor by mount pleasant magazine voted top remodeler in south carolina by remodeling magazine and they have a 98 percent customer satisfaction rating from guild quality folks this is a no-brainer visit lowcountrycontractors.com you could save big when you bundle your home and auto with progressive but when we just come out and say it it feels like it falls a bit flat so we're gonna sing it we're
0: singing words
1: now. We'll even sing the business part.
0: Save big when you bundle your home and auto with
1: Progressive. Now that's a commercial you'll remember, even if you don't remember the bundle and save with Progressive part.
0: We're singing that commercial.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the end of the jingle. A jingle